Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace, and before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you know Cincy Shirts, you love Cincy Shirts, they've been with FC Cincinnati from the beginning, and we're just huge fans of their work here at The Post and happy to have them on as a sponsor. If you head on over to CincyShirts.com, that's Cincy with a Y, check out using the promo code THEPOSTCINCY. That's all one word, all caps. You will get 10% off your order and you let them know that we sent you there. They have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online or in two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And the cool thing about the in-store locations, if they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. Also, the promo code works in stores as long as you tell them. And that promo code is again the post Cincy with a Y, all one word, all caps, or use the link down in the description of this podcast. And thank you so much to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring this episode. And on this very special edition of the postcast, we are talking League's Cup semifinals as well as the Hell is Real Derby coming up on the weekend. And I say this is a special episode because, folks, we somehow went the entire episode without mentioning it. This is episode 100 for us here at The Post. So thank you so much to everybody who has helped make this possible. Didn't think we'd be doing 100 episodes when we started this off, and yet here we are. So if you've been there from day one, thank you. If this is somehow your first episode you're listening to, hey, perfect time to jump in. In part one, we are doing our best to avoid talking about Messi and then talking for Messi and what this means and his just absolute domination of you know, his team, I should say, of Philadelphia uh, this week was just, it makes you nervous. It makes you nervous. And then in part two, we are looking at Hell is Real coming up on Sunday, a special game uh, being flexed onto cable for this one. This is going to be a tough stretch for FCC coming out of the break. Columbus, Miami, big week coming up, and that's going to be your postcast. And joining me to talk about all of that and more are two gentlemen that I am assuming did not have a work-from-home day quite like I had today, joined by the Chief. We are joined by Grayson, and I'm just going to launch into this story, gentlemen, because I have to tell somebody, it might as well be you, I am working from home today. I am minutes away from joining an important meeting. We're trying to discuss moving shipments in from Panama. We're trying to bring a new site online. It's a whole big deal. I'm, I'm ready to go for this meeting. This is an important one for me. And I hear my wife scream. I hear my daughter scream. Something is horribly wrong. I run into the living room, and I have found the most sitcom scenario in the history of my life, the Roomba, 
is a shark brand, but the Roomba for everybody has been dragging dog shit through my entire <laughs> living room. <laughs> and I need to address this now. <laughs> so I missed the meeting. <laughs> and I, I was the good husband and I, I cleaned up the dog shit. So <laughs> It's one of those things though, that when you tell someone why you missed the meeting, yep. <laughs> there's no one that questions it. It's like if you tell someone, why weren't you there? I was suffering from explosive of diarrhea. Nobody asks any further questions nope. on that. They just take you at your word. It's the best way to get out of anything. Like, honestly, it beats I had a grandmother or I had an uncle die. If you're just like, yo, it was coming out both ends. Right. Nobody wants to go any further in that conversation. And they're just like, you know what? Just we're happy you're here now. We're happy you're OK. It's fine. I, I once uh, I once drove home in the middle of a work day back when everybody was still at the office all the time because uh, my wife had found a praying mantis in our laundry room <laughs> and somebody needed to handle it. <laughs> right, so I, I can, I can do you one better on this. So when I first started, when I first started dating my wife, she was living in Florida and it's like South Florida at the time we met when she was back here in Cincinnati for a summer and we dated long distance uh, before she ended up moving up here. But while she was back down in Florida, I get a call one night at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. There's a lizard in my bathroom. <laughs> no. And I was like, what? No, there's a giant lizard in my bathroom. Oh, no. I'm in Ohio. What do you want me to do about this? I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I called you. I'm like, I am fucking three hours by plane away from you. I cannot help you solve this issue. You're on your own. I'll oh, talk no. you through it as you want to like hit it with something, but that's about as much as I can do. Uh, oh, I've, I've also been on the other side of that kind of one. Uh, one evening I was making dinner. My wife was working late and I reached in to the silverware drawer to grab something Brought my uh, fingers back very quickly. There was an upturned vegetable peeler in the drawer, and I shaved off a big chunk of the end oh. of my uh, middle finger. Oh. Oh. So my first thought oh. was to just like cover my finger and just run to the bathroom as quickly as I can before yeah. like anything starts happening. Right. So I'm like in the uh, in the shower, bleeding everywhere. And like trying to figure out like what's the best way to wrap this up where I'm just containing all of this to like the tub. <laughs> right. And so I do wrap it in a uh, in a towel and I call I call my wife. And I know she, she'd been really stressed and working a lot at the time. And I said, uh, hey, um, what time do you think you'll be home? And she's like, well, I was going to work here another <laughs> couple of hours. And I was like, mm, OK. <laughs> um, I think I have to go to the ER. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like bleeding all over the shower, and I cut my cut a chunk of my finger off. <laughs> oh no! Um, so then that was the whole thing. I mean, we did. Um, it was good that she wasn't home when it happened. We yeah. did go to the ER. She was dressed way too nice for the Christ Hospital ER. And we were, we were talking to the, 
woman at reception like later after I my finger had been wrapped and everything. And she was like, she's like, what do you do to my wife? And she's like, oh, I just, they just worked downtown. She's like, oh, you walked in. I was like, oh, she's famous. (laughs) 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 I guess, I guess she, there was some show on ABC family where there was like a, like a deaf character or something. Mm. And she thought like my wife looked just like this woman. On this show that she watched. Oh, um, Seventh Heaven, I assume. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Fosters. I don't know. <laughs> um, you could give but, me a billion guesses and I wouldn't be able to name a single show on ABC Family. <laughs> but the, ne- the next day, um, I was going to fly to to Colorado to ski to for my very first ever ski trip. Oh, no. And my finger was. Um, it was, wrapped, it was it was wrapped real thick. It was like not moving, not gripping anything. It's my middle finger. Oh. So, but <laughs> what I did was I bought those uh, uh, lobster gloves mm. and just made do because they're the ones they just like your your thumb and your pointer finger have their own sleeve, and then the other three are in like a mitten style. Oh, See, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. See, I'm sitting here. And those are the I gloves call- I still use to this day. I think they're great. I would have called an audible and gone to New York and just driven around with my hand hanging out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Like when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. No, it's always funny, like going to the ER or like seriously injuring yourself is that like weird balance with telling someone where there's sympathy, but the sympathy lasts just as long as it takes to determine whether or not this was your fault. Right, so it's like, right. oh, are you okay? Is everything all right? Oh my God, is what happened? Uh, I cut myself on a vegetable peeler. So like, you fucking idiot. Right. So <laughs> and then all of a sudden the sympathy is out the door. Like so, probably the dumbest part of it was I was like I was like I don't know what should I do. So I went back down after like I kind of like covered up my my finger in a towel and it wasn't like bleeding through really. I went to the to the silverware drawer and I grabbed the chunk of my finger out of <laughs> okay. it and I put it in a Ziploc bag and sure. I was like I was like they're gonna want this <laughs> 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 and so like I, I like gave it to the like nurse practitioner or whoever was in the thing and they were like uh, we can't do anything with that <laughs> I don't this know is, that, that they were this gonna is like glue it on <laughs> Donate it to somebody in need of a finger chunk. <laughs> like, no, I watched the Tyson Holyfield fight. You've got to grab the extra piece. That's really important that you bring every part of you back to the hospital. Let's stitch this back up. I put it on ice for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the dumbest reason I ever ended up at the ER. There was one time, this would have been about like, I don't know, like 15 years ago. I was doing uh, some door to door political work. Just don't ask. And it was right <laughs> after Halloween. And I tripped and fell down some stairs on a flashlight that had been left out from trick or treating the night before and uh, and broke my ankle doing that. And I had to Ooh. show up actually like at the ER, still in the T-shirt for the campaign I was working for. <laughs> and, and the person tried to make small talk, asking like what who that person was, what they were running for. And I'm like, I'm in so much pain. Can you please just do something about this? <laughs> um. One one time in college, my um, my uh, my girlfriend at the time was playing in a in a 
intramural softball league with some of my friends. And I was on my way to go watch. And then she calls me and says she has to go to the ER mm-hmm. because she thinks she dislocated her shoulder. And I can hear my hillbilly friend in the background talking about how he thinks he can set it. And I was like, no, don't let what? him. I was, like, I was just screaming. I was, like, I was like, do not let him touch you. We will go to the ER. <laughs> he does not know how to set your shoulder. Yeah, no, there's that never really works unless it's like a physical therapist doing that for you or someone, someone who knows what they're doing, because you can absolutely ruin your arm. You can destroy so much more. It, it looks cool in movies for sure. But <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I speaking of needing to go to the ER, uh, the rest of Major League Soccer Outside of Miami, Miami, I got nothing, guys. I don't know how to transition this. Um, leagues got uh, that. I think we should just take a second and acknowledge how lucky Philadelphia Union fans were. I I do um, too. That's a good to, point to get to see to get to see you know the greatest. I thought it was a little rude, um, of Joseph Martinez to score first. Yeah, it's like kind of like who do you think you are? Like, yeah, Messi scores first. We've seen the Martinez show before. Yeah. We're on to the next episode, please. And what are you doing here? And then Bedoya kind of ruins the party when you think about it, because those people paid to see Leo Messi be incredible and his team to dominate and to, you know, just cast a little bit of doubt on that for even just a moment. That's bad form. That was really bad for Bedoya. So, no, of course, we were talking about Inner Miami. Doing exactly. It's all anyone anyone can talk about in this league is Inner Miami. Isn't it wonderful for the league? It led off Sports Center last night. Taylor Twelman's getting stopped in the airport by people (laughs) asking and wanting to talk about can Messi win the treble this year? What's up with Andre Blake? It's great for the league uh, that everyone's talking. And we have one man to thank for that, and that is his Lord and fucking savior, Lionel Messi. So here's my question about the Taylor Taylor Twelman uh tweet. About yeah. stuff that about stuff that never happened. Um, who were these like casuals who were never interested in MLS before, never would talk about MLS before, are suddenly really excited now that Messi's in the league, and they're recognizing Taylor Twelman in the airport. They know Taylor Twelman, and they know enough that Andre Blake should have been better during that game. What? These casual fans just assume every goalkeeper in MLS is horrific <laughs> like that should be the baseline assumption yeah that there's was... never been a better time to drop the and everyone clapped response <laughs> like i have no doubt that taylor twoman gets recognized in airports by mls fans yeah before like i, this, I actually just say if there is a, a random fc dallas fan that knows taylor twoman just called his favorite team's game the night before surely he's been approached before this i was one of those guys <laughs> i approached him in a men's room he was peeing at the urinal next to me at the nice. fcc kickoff event here's the actual tweet and you said oh um, didn't see you there <laughs> right. I told him, hey, you shake more than once. 
We know what you're doing. Um, walking through Philly Airport and getting asked multiple times about Blake's performance. Why was Mukhtar's goal disallowed? Can Messi win all three trophies this year? Dot, 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 dot. Love this. <laughs> also, don't think these same fans didn't give me shtick about what something I said. MLS fever. So I want to know who's asking all three of those questions. Two, I want to know why people know who Andre Blake is, but don't know that there's four trophies this year. <laughs> um, I guess they're assuming Miami's out of the supporter shield race. Although, yeah. <laughs> Even if you just started flying Miami a couple weeks ago, because Messi yeah. came, you got no idea. Right, right. I, it's it's ridiculous. I. I don't know how much more there is to say, and and by the time people are listening to this, Grayson has a uh, an article up on the website discussing a little bit more about this. But it it is good for the league on one hand, just that like eyeballs are there and the subscribers are there, and we we've had this conversation three four times. I feel like throughout this tournament, but it is truly becoming less predictable, less interesting. The Miami games are only as good as the highlight clip on X or YouTube later because the the result is predetermined at this point. Like, it's the interest, that the, the engaging piece of MLS. What made MLS unique was the parody that was built up in this league, was that anybody could be anybody, that the Supporters' Shield winner that year, as we will hopefully learn in Cincinnati and have seen in years past, the record-holding points total in the league had multiple losses and losses to non-playoff teams and bad losses to bad teams. Like this, te this league is interesting and fascinating in that way. And while, sure, we've all been clamoring for more spending generally, nobody was asking for a Bayern Munich, a PSG, a Man City. Nobody was wanting this. So there's, And Miami there's went out and did it. <laughs> So there's two things I think are worth chatting about. The first is, and I saw this tweet today. It's something I kind of touch lightly on in the article. Mm -hmm. We've kind of alluded to it before. But so there was apparently standing room tickets to the League's Cup final are more than $600 a ticket Oof. for standing room. And this guy, um, he's, he's at underscore Zietz. I don't know him, but I'm going to. Channel yeah. across my for you. Um, I really do find it fascinating that Americans see things being suddenly super expensive, parentheses, being exploited, and parentheses, as a thing to celebrate. You could have bought a flight to Barcelona and a ticket to watch him in his prime with this amount. And like, he's not wrong. No, no. And it's who's what is good about like. What is good about tickets being so expensive? And honestly, like, why are they so expensive? No, it's like yeah. that, it's like that scene in uh, Saving Silverman where he's looking at a clearly photocopied copy of a Neil Diamond set list. And the person says, well, that's a fake. He says, no, it's not. I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> it's America. If something is expensive, it must be valuable. It must be worth a lot. If other people are paying all this money for it, it must be good. That's how we think. That's capitalism, baby. These yeah. are multiples of what you would cut of what you would have paid to see 
Barcelona against Real Madrid in Camp Nou. Yeah. You can go see Premier League games right now cheaper than this, flight included. Like, it, it, it doesn't really make sense. And I also wonder, too, does it has to wear off. Like, the novelty of it right now, sure. But, like, we get to the middle of next year, the end of next year, it can't still be doing this in Charlotte, in Atlanta, in Cincinnati, right? Like, at what I mean, point does what, it, it fade into it the mundane? What if it can? Oh. I mean, if it does, then all of these teams should just forego playing at their home stadium, find the largest neutral site they can, and post them for a thousand bucks a piece and just see how much money they can make and just forget the entire concept of this fixture against Miami as an MLS fixture. Treat it like a friendly. If the points show up on the table, neat. Otherwise, whatever. And just see how many millions of dollars you can rake in on one game. Because it's not sport at this point. Honestly, I, I would just run out FCC two next year at Paul Brown Stadium against Miami, charge seven hundred bucks a ticket, and just see what happens. Yeah, everybody who was screaming for Messi's goal against Philly is going to scream just as hard mm-hmm. for Messi putting up four on FCC two or Louisville City or right, freaking um, you know Northern Kentucky University, right. Right. And, and it's I, it, and clearly people because they're not paying for good soccer. They're not getting good soccer. No, they're not getting like Messi at his peak. They're not getting Messi against top competition. They're getting a Messi supported as he has his entire career by an entirely overpowered team against inferior outmatched competition by design. Yep. Um, and. You know, you get to watch him, you get to watch him walk around. And if you're lucky, you know, maybe in addition to the free kick he scores, he makes a run in the box and does a nice chest trap and, um, and, you know, scores that way. But I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, but, it's reached the problem is, is it's all, it all feels fake. It all feels like everything the league is doing right now is they are trying so hard to make this into a moment and make this into a thing that it's it's starting to feel a little like Vince McMahon. It's it's exactly it's it's starting to feel like he's John Cena and everything is being set up to try and encourage you to buy a ticket to support to watch John Cena and buy your John Cena shirt and go to the stadium and chant, let's go Cena. And there's no drama involved in anything. It's all fake. It's all any drama is how will John Cena overcome the odds to win this match? And that's you're not a sports league anymore. Now you are just a promotional vehicle to sell tickets to watch the Leo Messi experience and everybody else is just a sideshow because there has to be another team for him to play. There has to be someone else for John Cena to fight to defend his world heavyweight championship. He can't just go out to the ring and stand by himself. And the Twelman thing, the way that this is marketed, the the markup on tickets, the insane nonsense surrounding all these games, it just... 
it's cheapening everything about this for me. Mm-hmm. And the, the sanctimony. Yes. Where that, you know, oh, you should just be grateful that you get to see Lionel freaking messy play against your team. And not just the sanctimony like, that you get to see Lionel freaking messy play against your team, but this idea of like, well, you should want to beat the best. Right, like you sure. should want to have Lionel Messi here and your championship will mean more because you had to overcome and beat Lionel Messi. And what kind of what kind of fan are you if you don't want the best players to be playing on the other team when you want, play them? I don't want the best players playing on the other team if I don't get the best players on my team. <laughs> right. Give me give me like Real Madrid's roster or Man City's roster or PSG's roster, and then I'll be excited, right? That they're yeah. playing like a top team. But and there are there there is built in um there is some built in inequality under the MLS rules sure because you know even before Messi <clears throat> certain teams have had the ability to get players in on cheaper deals than those players would be willing to accept yeah from you know smaller market teams and some owners whatever. are willing to spend more. Toronto is willing to spend more than Colorado. They're going to sure. be different. Sure. But like, even if you're willing to spend just as much as um, mm-hmm. LAFC, like Christian Bale was not going to come to FC Cincinnati on a deal that fits under <laughs> under any of the any of the roster right. rules. So but and that's that's fine. Not Gareth Bale. Sorry. <laughs> Who did you say? I think I probably said, in my head, I said I said Christian Bale. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> um, Either way, neither one was going to Cincinnati. I'll tell you that. True. Much. Like, yeah, now that one's coming to Cincinnati, but which is which is fine because you can make it up in other ways, right? You know, like through the draft. Well, it's through it's the funny. Twenty two spots. You could have Christian Bale as Batman on this FC Cincinnati team, and I still don't know that I would bet them to win against Inter Miami at this point. With how scripted <laughs> everything is. So, but. With Messi going to Miami, it's it's exacerbated things in the worst possible way because now a quality of player is available to Miami on a sub DP deal. You know, maybe Messi's paying his buddies on the side. Who knows? But he a, is. a cert a certain quality of player is available to Miami on non DP contracts. And frankly, probably that would not otherwise be coming to MLS. Yeah. That is just in a different level. You know, you got like Jordi Alba not being a DP. They got these. Um, I am sure that the three U22s they have coming in are accepting a U22 level of salary because they get to play Lionel Messi because mm-hmm. they seem to be like heralded in a way that just other U22 signings in this league haven't been. Right. Um, and um, and you know, like Suarez trying right. really, really hard to get out of his Gremio deal to come <laughs> play for Miami for for probably a senior minimum. Right. You know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's 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 just crazy that even if even if everything Miami has done has been a hundred percent in compliance with the roster rules. Mm-hmm. Letting Messi come into the league when the rest of the teams are under the constri- under the both literal and practical constrictions that they're operating under was 
always going to lead to this outcome. Yeah. Unless it was like literally. And I assume he wouldn't agree to do this. It was literally in Miami. It was literally messy going to the worst team in the league with no other additions. Right. And, you know, maybe still that would have made it made as big of a difference as we've seen. But like. I don't I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. And I guess that leads into um, sorry to like. No, kinda, this is good. Steer, but but I think this does lead into like Jim Curtin's comments after the game against Miami, where he suggested that the league is going to open things up. Sure. You know, but like. <laughs> for me, I don't know how you open things up. And create a level of parity that's significant enough that we're not going to continue to see the Harlem Globetrotters barnstorming tour that we've seen unless you do something really creative, like right. something like long lines, like what we've talked about in the past, where it's like, you know, okay, teams can have now a fourth DP and keep three U22s, but if you don't use your fourth DP spot, you can use five max TAM slots. Right, right. right? Or like something something where it's like either or. Mm-hmm. Because well, no, it not only yeah. has to be, it not only has to be that, but there also has to be something like the league. Jim Curtin can say whatever he wants about the league opening spending up. There's only so much you can do to convince a player to come play in Cincinnati or Kansas city or Columbus. Right. There has to be something involved that incentivizes a player that is of a elite caliber to choose a team besides New York, Miami and Los Angeles. But there just has to be something. The NBA has been struggling with this for years. Like what do you do to avoid having players choose to play in just better cities to live in than others. And you can't turn this league into something where the flyover country is just cannon fodder for the cities that are attractive to big international European megastars. And that's where we're at right now. And so opening the rule book up is only half the battle. Like there has to be something that's being done that like gives Philly even a fighting chance to sign some of these guys. Yeah, and I think Ken in the Discord had an idea that's probably worth thinking about where every team gets like rather than having like unlimited spending for all of your DP spots, you could have one player who makes more than a certain amount and the rest of your DPs have to be under that amount like whether it's, you know, 10 million dollars in salary or whatever. But, but see, like but, but the league the league's already decided though that yeah. it doesn't care. The only thing the league cares about is names, brands, and players. And if Mbappe right now said, I would like to come to MLS, but I want to play with uh, Lionel Messi in Miami, there isn't a soul on this planet that doesn't believe that immediately MLS would alter the rules to make sure that Mbappe could come and play for Miami. Just yeah. it's, it's Because they've, they've shown their cards now. And they're, right. they're a, it's sports entertainment at this point. And you know what? Good on them because sports entertainment, they have gotten exactly what they want. They have Leo Messi in the finals of the League's Cup 
whereby he will win the League's Cup over Nashville. He will win the most outstanding player of the League's Cup. They will name that award the Leo Messi Award for most outstanding player in the League's Cup. And we're off to the races. And next next up, the Open Cup in Cincinnati. Will Leo Messi add to his trophy total? And that's all this is now, is this has just become a thing where if they weren't already, they are now addicted to the Leo Messi winning, conquering, dominating, having great highlights with 12 million, 13, 14 million views on X. And I said it weeks ago, and I'm I'm angry that I was right about this, and that's that everyone involved in the, the business to bring Leo Messi to MLS understood that no one is paying to watch Leo Messi lose. And so it was in Apple's interest, MLS's interest, everyone's interest to create a situation where Leo Messi is just going to keep winning, keep scoring goals, keep posting highlights, and everything else is secondary to that because they don't care about FC Cincinnati. They don't care about Nashville. They don't care about any of this shit. They would rather have 15 million views for Leo Messi scoring a banger than 1 million from Mukhtar pulling out a 1-0 win over Inter-Miami. It's just simple math and business to them. And that's how they get return on this investment. It's all about return on the investment. And there is no return on the investment if Leo isn't racking trophies up, winning MVP awards, and sweeping through this league like a conquering hero. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a pessimist. I know our good friend Pat Brennan last night was out there saying it's not all doom and gloom for FC Cincinnati. I'm sorry, Pat. It is like this is what MLS <laughs> wanted. This is what they paid for. This is what they, they the specific goal of bringing Leo Messi in was what we are watching right now. Him steamrolling through this league. This is a feature right now, not a bug. And the sooner everyone understands that and sort of makes peace with that, the better we're going to be living through this little nightmare of a two year deal that he's signed for currently. And, you know, I, the MLS is marketing like. Yeah. At no point was treating FC Cincinnati like a first place team. No, on a record setting pace. Oh, no. oh, oh not until today, though, because right. <laughs> oh, so they've, got, some... they've got. Go ahead. You can you can give the big reveal here. Oh no, you do it. Yeah, I don't know this. Yeah, so they've got to set this up so that what Leo Messi does is impressive. So today, MLS lauds the accomplishment of Nashville SC. They beat FC Cincinnati, Club America, and Monterey. So suddenly, because they need to pump up the opposition here, they need to make, you know, they need to make Sheamus look like a real opponent for John Cena, even though we all know he's doing the job. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, look how great FC Cincinnati is. Nashville beat them. And that gives them some bona fides. They're up there with Club America and Monterey. <laughs> and now Leo Messi's going to beat them, too. Yeah, I guess I guess what I, what I was getting to was that. Oh, I, I completely misread where you were no, going. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, no, no. That's a no. That's a good. That's that a good point. point. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that. Well, I guess what I, what I was getting to was that MLS has made clear by how it promoted the things throughout the summer. And how it has acted since Messi got here, that it is not interested in being a league no. where FC Cincinnati is able to put a team together 
to compete for trophies. Correct. <laughs> it wants it wants to showcase global superstars running over college draft picks and yeah. you know journeyman Venezuelans and you know whatever whatever else other teams are allowed to cobble together. Right. Um, to build their rosters. Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, you think about like how annoying it was to have the league force Atlanta, which they were trying to turn into this, and LAFC down everybody's throats. FC Cincinnati was putting together a better season than either of them have ever had. And not once was it ever given that level of attention, that level of praise, that Lucho Acosta is a well and true MLS superstar. This is one of your own MLS. You should be promoting him. Brandon Vasquez was kind of becoming the face of FCC on the advertising front. But, you know, he's he's the next U.S. men's national team striker. They had no no time for for Brandon Vasquez to, to turn him into the superstar. I, I do worry that, and and I think it's already happened at this point, but I, I worry that MLS has learned the wrong lesson here and that this is just becoming a sort of, I, I'll, I'll borrow a term from our dear friends in the pro-rel truther movement. Uh, they've been referring to MLS as soccer theater, that that this is, this is a performance put on that sure looks a whole lot like soccer, but you were here to buy tickets for a three-part, well, a two-part act or two-act uh, stage play where the 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 new star Lionel Messi shows up and and does his business for you and and you get to enjoy the performance of it but yeah what what happens when Messi leaves well they've got the they've got the blueprint already you you find if not one guy three guys near that point stick them on one team hey let's pick New York City FC 2027 the world cup will have happened they'll have a new stadium to open up sure what's what's mbappe and what's holland doing at that point in his career what's mo salah up to stick them all on this this sort of has-been team and let them destroy the east and then after a year or two we'll give the la galaxy a chance or oh maybe this is san diego's chance maybe they should have a couple of world cup winners on their team and uh, i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it the only thing I could think of today was that this must be what the rest of the basketball world felt like in 1992 when <laughs> they had been training for years to go win Olympic gold mm-hmm. that under the promise that what the Olympics were was it was a competition at this level. And then in 1992, the United States of America, the good old red, white and blue, decided that we were going to send some people you may have heard of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. We were going to send them to the Olympics and they were going to win every game by 50 points and not call a single timeout. And all of a sudden, all these other people that had thought maybe it's our chance to win gold for our country. Maybe we can do this now. Right. Now that we that we just decided to send send the stars in. I find this very interesting too, because if the if the plan was, okay, the messy movement here will be fun for this half year, sure, whatever. We'll use this opportunity to gain as many eyeballs as possible. And then starting next year, we want to turn every league or every team in MLS into Miami. We want to do that. 
The problem there is they've missed the boat in Saudi Arabia has beaten them to the punch on every player that could conceivably have done this for the rest of MLS. Like if Apple's plan was, hey, here's a war chest of, you know, a half a billion dollars. Go put three well and truly world class known names on every team. They could have been doing that this summer and they haven't. And well, I, here's, I, the, here's the real problem. Not nah, that. that I'm worried about Saudi Arabia. Just that if that was the path, it, that path is blocked now. Here's the problem I have with that. If they were going to do this, why didn't they do this two years ago when we were dog shit? And we could just. <laughs> why wasn't this happening when Gerard Nightcamp was here? When we weren't going to win shit anyway. Like why did they wait until we were this literally year. running away with the supporters' shield? Why now? <laughs> this is the worst timeline. And I want to say, like, you know, our players, I have no doubt that they're going to be up for it. Yes. That they are going to, that they're going to, you know, try to pressure the right people, try to, you know, do a better job with, I don't know, holding on to the ball, um, not giving Miami so much space in midfield to find people um, not letting Miami just kind of play with it for a long time but there's only so much you can do like yeah like the the team was put together to be the best best version of something <laughs> that's not really all that relevant anymore <laughs> the the best version of that just got beat four to one. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah i just i just like i'm i'm at the point now where i'm thinking like all right lucho knows Messi. like they're not friends but he knows him so like he won't be starstruck junior moreno's played against him before in you know world cup qualification matches barrial's played on argentinian youth teams so like I don't know. I'll let that count for a thing. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Alvis Powell has played against Lionel Messi. I'm very sure Arias has played against him. I I don't think yeah, Jerson Mosquera has. Know, I don't know if Arias has, but Arias has definitely... He's played against um, that caliber player, yeah, sure. Arias, Arias has played against as close to that caliber of player as, as yeah. exists in his various places. I mean... Even Miazga shouldn't be scared of anybody. I don't think right. Miazga's scared of anything. That no, may be yeah. irrational, but I don't like, think Miazga oh, fears anyone. <laughs> like Miazga's played against really good players with the national team, and he's played against really good players um, during his time in Europe, and he was in training with Chelsea and was with world-class players at that time yeah. and squaring up with them in training. Uh, he was in La Liga. He was in Ligue 1. Um, so, Mascara, younger but similar trajectory. Mascara, Mascara has Mascara is a Premier League player. Yeah, he's very you know? ish. But he's a but he's a Premier League player, right? He he's was thinking of himself. By a, he was signed by a Premier League team. Yes, and he's thinking of himself <laughs> as a Premier League player, and that's the level he's trying to get to. Yeah, and so if he's if and also it doesn't seem to me like somebody who's going to be intimidated by no by anybody. Um, I do so, worry about is he going to. In some of his more free-flowing moments, you know, create create some openings. But we'll we'll see how that goes. And like Obi is Obi. Yeah. 
You know, oh, he's, he's very good. He's very he's very good. So he's here's already, a question. Yeah. If you're playing Miami, is it worth taking the red card if you can guarantee that you injure Lionel Messi so much <laughs> that he can't continue? <laughs> this is always the question, right? I like I genuinely don't know why every NFL team doesn't do this other than just like an unwritten rule amongst the owners that they will not let their teams do this because the most valuable position on any NFL team is the quarterback and yeah, you take a helmet to the knee of any starting quarterback and your chances of winning just jumped up 50%. <laughs> do you think do you, who would you pick to do it? And I'm I'm thinking <laughs> this is such a morbid question. Continue. I have, I, I got, I I got two, my answer. I, I have, got my answer. I have two options. Uh, my options are uh, Ian Murphy and Brett Halsey. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's got to be Nick Hagland. It has to be the Cincinnati. Guy. <laughs> I was thinking Hagland as well. <laughs> it's got to be the Cincinnati guy who cements his legend status by whistle blows. And I want it just to be like not even subtle, just like <laughs> directly. Go like up. directly at his. <laughs> directly just like football tackle him like directly into it like no doubt he's not trying to win the ball just like straight in and they just start beating the knee yeah like the, you just go up to the biggest guy in the yard and you hit him and you, you assert your dominance could you imagine, i was thinking uh, could you imagine newton in the in the in the pregame huddle like I need you to take Adam Banks out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> you get him and you take him out, boy. I, I, uh, my vote then, if I can't vote for uh, anybody who's been said, Steven Jimenez. He's young enough not to know better. He takes one for the team, cements himself as a club legend, and he has such a long playing career ahead of him. He'll have that title, follow him around for the next 20 years of his playing career. It'll be great. <laughs> like go be a legend legend status it's like yeah. you ended the goat's career go win yeah, yourself like, a trophy right, so can we, can we talk about this for a second what's the this, well, I, it's the um the fire festival guy right is what he said oh, billy billy mcfarlane <laughs> yeah he's like he's like fuck it let's be legends, legends. <laughs> can we talk about this idea that like in pro sports that you all have to say this thing where it's like you know i wouldn't wish injury on anyone i wouldn't wish injury on my opponent but like you say that in the same breath you pull the injury report out before the game it's like oh hell yeah he's out hurt <laughs> look it's one of those that you don't you don't want it to happen but should it happen you're you'll be okay benefiting from it it's like I don't know. Your your manager gets fired at work and depending on your work situation you're thinking Oh, yeah, it may be next in line in this. Like, I feel feel sorry for the, uh, the old manager there, but I don't I don't mind being considered for a uh, promotion here. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Celtic Pride? Can't say I have. I'm not on that part of the. Oh, I know. I I don't think I've seen it, but it's yeah. um, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd and oh, Billy, okay. uh, the guy from Home Alone, Daniel Stern, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, there are two Celtic super fans that decide that they need to kidnap one of the opposing players for whatever team, like the the Utah Jazz or whatever, in the uh, NBA Finals on the idea if they kidnap him and keep him in a basement, it will increase the, uh, the Celtics' chances of winning their first title in however many years. So <laughs> it would be grossly irresponsible of me, of me to suggest that any FC Cincinnati fans <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> locate the hotel room Lionel Messi is staying in. 
It would be grossly irresponsible of me to suggest that, so I'm not going to do that. This is this is satire, folks. Yes, <laughs> yes. If anyone and, is if anyone is listening, I am only kidding. Like we, we are can, using we are using figurative language. I'm just saying to I'm express saying, real emotions that many people are feeling in a relatable yet you know somewhat humorous way. I'm just saying Celtic Pride was a good movie. Then we might want to add that for the film club at some point. <laughs> they do that on the shield as well. Not quite. They um they find the uh they find the other team's star player in like a drug bust and he just happens to be there. But they like detain him in a safe house all day. <laughs> uh, and then they all put money on the game. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll even skip putting money on the game. I just want to win. That's all I yeah. care about. Maybe we can uh, sarcastically set off fireworks downtown. I think we're like we're fun. so bad at getting passports and green cards for people. Maybe we have the ability to get his pass is like passport or his green card revoked. Ooh, Maybe that we can try that. What if we? What if we started requiring passports or visas to travel here from Florida? Can we get like somebody? Can we get like Aftab to declare that you must be vaccinated to play in this game? Start that back up. Do we want Miazga starting though? Hang on. He's on a card suspension anyway. It'll be fine. Not for the Open Cup. He's not. <laughs> he probably got suspended somewhere. <laughs> I'm already talking about trading Nick Haglin for a red card. I'm sure we can just. I'll trade Miazga for Messi. I think. <laughs> I do like uh, Cincinnati declaring itself sovereign, and we just go ahead and break away from MLS and we go start our own league where FCC gets to dominate. There's a period of time where you'd be able to enforce it before <laughs> before it gets stopped. Is all I'm saying. Right? Well, I mean, favorite favorite parts of the judicial system. Everything is, is legal until yeah. somebody stops you from doing it. Right. So that's like, the rule. You, is you can do whatever you want what until you somebody think, stops you. What do you think would happen if like because I'm sure this happens elsewhere in the world. We're just if Messi touches down at CVG and just Kentucky State Police immediately slap him in handcuffs and haul him off on like a 72 hour detention for like we have reports that he is engaging in self-harming behavior for his own protection. We're going to take him in for a psych eval. I, I do think FIFA would begin to revoke licenses and, and permissions to participate. Hey, we, can't, we can't control what <laughs> Kentucky State Patrol does. Like, that's not even, they don't even have an MLS team. I have no idea what's going on. We just, many people are saying that Lionel Messi is, you know, he's not in a good spot right now. I mean, we we may or may not know that there are FC Cincinnati players that we hear on questionable visas. There's no way Messi got all of his paperwork done in time. Yes, hey, certainly. Free, is that subject <laughs> to the Freedom of Information Act? Can we request his paperwork? Make sure it's in order. Trump would have let us tell you that much. <laughs> I tell you, you know whose fault this is? Joe Biden. Rich men north of New Richmond. Oh, God. <laughs> it was always the kickers. <laughs> you know, I wish I It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true. But you it know, is. Oh, if it KLR, is. If KLR was still going, we would have had an FCC parody song of that one. <laughs> Rest in peace. I did have this idea. I ran out of time this week, just been so so busy of shooting a mockumentary of <laughs> of FC Cincinnati fans um, 
talking about getting ready for Messi and like to the people workshopping chants to incorporate Messi and people talking about painting TIFOs just for Messi. And then I realized like midway through it that no, the league would probably actually retweet this. <laughs> it would, what's the, um, oh God, uh, it's not Godwin's law, it's Poe's law. Just yeah. any, any expression of, uh, you know, any sarcastic expression of extremism will always be taken as serious because it's impossible to parody extremist ideas or beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Which so isn't talking- true. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been talking about Messi for so long that we've we've neglected to just acknowledge that. So we got to say we- Messi 35 times for SEO. Yeah, that right. is true. And you get our league sponsorship money, please. <laughs> How did the darkest timeline happen? Like, I know we all deep down knew that it was probably going to happen, but this sucks. Yeah. I mean, it was the only thing that could happen, right? <laughs> with with how good the season had been going. Yeah. It, it does set up. This could very well be the appetizer for the nightmare c- scenario that Grayson laid out for us, which is Miami goes on to win MLS Cup and the Open Cup, and Nashville beats Miami, wins League's Cup, and Nashville somehow overtakes us in the Supporter Shield race and wins the Supporter Shield, so that both Nashville and Miami split two and two trophies on the season and both play a hand in absolutely denying FCC the dream perfect season that we were looking at a month ago. I was thinking about that. A month ago, the setup was <clears throat> we're 11 games away from the supporter shield, which we really just need to be average at to win. And we had a pretty good runway to the League's Cup final. It would have been tough, but it could have been fun. And, and beating Chivas kind of proved that we had a way there. And we had the worst team in MLS standing in front of our, our way to the Open Cup final against a team that either we are better than or that we've already beaten this year. Like a month ago, this was so nice. And now, now I'm wondering if we don't want to just get the second seed in the East anyway so that we duck Miami in the first round. Like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that, but... Um, you know, I still think I still think we have the best roster among the 28 I, teams. Among I the 28 too. among the 28 MLS teams. <laughs> I think we have Wait the best second. the best lineup. Um and then the one La Liga team's pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. And I think just just get the shield anything else is gravy. Um we are joined by a very special guest here <laughs> on the pod, Jonah. Jonah, I um, that's fine. <laughs> I uh, I was actually just talking about you. I was just saying the uh, uh, I don't know the the official name of the song, but the the Richmond North of Richmond. Uh, if KLR was yeah. still going, we would have had a parody song by now. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jim Trace? They could pull it off. They got the aesthetic and. That is true. Well, I don't know if they want to wade into those murky, well, I mean, murky waters. <laughs> I don't want to speak spe- for them. We may be spending some time with one of their members this weekend, so maybe we could plant the seeds for a, a messy opus. Yeah, if the league ever gets, if the team ever gets back to me on my... Have they still not sent that out yet? No. <laughs> 
I've got an extra. You're fine. No, I, but uh, yeah, I need I need a couple, but I'll, I'll figure take it out. Mine. Please take mine. <laughs> Don't make me go. <laughs> Jonah, you feeling optimistic for the rest of the season? Or or has Miami's oh, run God. here made you think the worst that it's Jeez. all going to fall apart here? I mean, between Chief and Joseph Mamey, I'm... I'm drowning. <laughs> it's amazing how low I feel with when we're leading the shield right now. I think it's it's been this weird break that has felt so strange. Yeah. I think just the lack of SEC and watching all these other teams play has made it feel really weird. I think if we just like won one, maybe one more game in the League's <laughs> right. Cup, it would have felt different. But just watching, like, basically we're all just watching the messy show and it's... Um, have you talked about that, or has it been an hour on napkins? I don't. It's it's been an hour, it's been about an hour on messy. <laughs> it's been an hour on messy. Okay, yeah. yeah, so we need to rehash that, but yeah, I, I I'm sure we're all feeling kind of the same. But all all it takes one solid dub, and I think we'll be feeling pretty pretty spicy. So I'll I guess since you're fun. here, we can ask this question now. If you could, would you trade a guaranteed win? Would you take a guaranteed win against Columbus, even knowing that like the Miami game is toast? Like it's a one for one swap. We lose Miami, but we're guaranteed to win Columbus. Or would you rather just like, hey, we'll see what happens in both of them? I hate to say that the Columbus game doesn't feel as important <laughs> as it normally does. Um, but if, you know, if I'm just like playing the odds, that's probably the, that's probably the way to go. What do we say? The FCC's cha- Are we feeling 90, 10, 80, 20, 60, 40? Obviously Miami's the oh, bigger. About, oh, about Miami. <laughs> open, open cup. Yeah. What do we, we got a game theory. What is the actual, what do we think oh. the odds are on that one? If we say Columbus is a toss up, I don't know. What do you guys say about that? I mean, Columbus, you have to you have to look at Columbus as a toss up. Yeah, um, I'm mentally prepared for two losses just because it's on the road, and Columbus has gotten a little bit better since we last played them. But I still think like there's no reason you go into Columbus and you're and you're intimidated or worried that you're yeah. not going to be able to play your game. Um, but I think the the Miami game, oof. We're underdogs against Miami, yeah? Anybody yeah, want to argue are. against that? How could you yeah, not it was, at this point line, until they lose? Line we yeah. are. Okay. Is it I saw out? Miami's now third favorites to win MLS Cup, and it's not exactly clear <laughs> that they mathematically have a path to the playoffs. You know what? I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the betting line is out for the Open Cup. Okay. I, I was, I was thinking we're, we're underdogs against the crew, but that's probably just fair because they're, they're, they're a good home. team and they're at home. Was Rossi playing for sure? I imagine I, he's in the team now. They've been out as long as we have, so... Yeah, he hasn't played for them yet, but he's, I believe, in the country. And I think he's available. I haven't seen anything that says he's not. That's, yeah. half, that's half the battle. Uh, I do want to get to part two where we will talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. the Columbus game. So, um, anything else? On, I mean... Do we have to predict this now? We will in just a moment. We'll jump over to that, that part two here. But is there anything else? Not about the League's Cup. Do we have to predict Miami? the League's Cup? Oh, oh my, it's going to be Miami. 
It's going to be Miami. How many goals, though? What's the final score? We got very close. I think, Grayson, did you you nailed this prediction, I think. No, I, I was, it was one of a couple of scores that I said would, would alarm me. <laughs> God damn it, take your credit. <laughs> he, did, he did name I did, four scores that would be the worst. <laughs> I did say 4-1. But <laughs> he did say it out I bet, loud. Yes. I bet 4-1 on the previous Miami game, and they it was 4-0, unfortunately. It's it's kind of like if you do like a like a draft preview and you name every college player, you're going to... Oh, the, the yeah. Mel Kuyper Jr. method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my 15th mock draft, I had him going here. <laughs> right. I'm listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of people making just lists of pros and cons for all the players so that they're always right. It's really good. He's a sleeper. <laughs> but mm. don't draft him too high. Okay. Um, I will say Miami wins two to one. I, think I was going to say five to nothing. Okay. <laughs> I think Nashville's defense <laughs> is actually competent. Yeah, I'm going to say three to one, Miami. I don't know. I just don't think, like, I don't know that any defense can stop this team. The only question is, can you score enough to keep up with them? Like, wasn't that the Dallas game that Dallas scored? Four goals. Dallas and, was up by two goals. Yeah. <laughs> but like you, you can't stop Miami from scoring. You've got to keep up with them. Nashville can't keep up with them. But Surge looks good though. That's super annoying too. And you have to like play like kind of a perfect game. You have to hit all of your opportunities. Like yeah. the Philly game could have been different, but they didn't finish early. And then by the time it they had a chance to make up for it. It was already gone. Yeah. And may I bleh, Miami is going to hit those low percentage chances. Like that's just why you have Messi and Martinez and Busquets and Alba and Taylor and even Campana <laughs> and Campana. It's is, is, is really nice. It's like you really can't stop naming their players. <laughs> Campana was like a multimillion Dollar transfer from Wolves. Yeah. What was it? It was uh, 10 of their players are starting nationals or, or internationals. And uh, all 11 of their players against, I assume it's against Philly as well, but all 11 of the players that started against Dallas had been called into their national team in the last year. Yeah. There was, there was one. I think it was Campana was on the bench for whoever was Ca calendar. Yeah. Did not appear for the U.S. Well, sure. But you yeah. call-ups. <sighs> Jonah, you got a uh, prediction for this one? I was going to say 3-2, but that seems generous, too. I just can't see him <laughs> scoring less than three goals. Right. Until they yeah. meet us. <laughs> and um, Nick Haglin does his business. <laughs> anybody, not, not a score, uh, but Monterey, Philadelphia. I know it's third place, but. I can't imagine either one of these teams giving <laughs> a flying fuck about this game. Philly, Philly, Philly may, Philly may calf, want yeah. to, yeah. Philly may want to make up for the showing against Miami, but if Philly wins, they'll get a Concacaf Champions League spot or Champions Cup spot. Monterey already has one because of their finish in uh, Liga MX. So if they win, it will go to, I think, whoever finished second in the combined table in Mexico, which I think was Leon. I don't remember off the top of my head. Something like that. So 
Monterey truly has nothing to play for in this one. Philly does have a Champions Cup spot on the line that I don't think they could get unless they somehow won Supporter Shield or MLS Cup. So they at least have something to play for. It's possible. I'll say Monterey wins because that'd be nice. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's go talk Hell is Real. We'll talk Diego Rossi. We'll talk confidence over here in part two. We're back. We didn't go anywhere, but we're back. And Jonah, I'm going to put you, your yes. feet to the fire. I'm back, assholes. You, go, you going to Columbus? <laughs> That's the plan. I'm a little sour after the last two times up there. Yeah. And it was very hot and sticky the last two. I just like have those memories of sweating, spilled goals, sad moments. Also, Atanga's goal. I remember Doyle raving about him. He's like, mm. they got a guy here. <laughs> like, nope, we don't. <laughs> got a dude. Yeah, like, these are real players. He said that after we beat Montreal the first year. He's like, these are, like, competent players. Like, this is not a competent team. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things that's immediately colored by how we play. And you're, like, you're so happy if you do go. I went to a Ravens-Bengals game in 2009. It's, like, the last time Carson made the playoffs. And we beat the Ravens on, like, some nonsense at the end we got like a some crazy call and i was just like god i would have spent twice as much as i spent to be at this ravens game <laughs> and if they had blown it you'd be like why do i do this why do i do this why, why do i do this but, in my life yeah <laughs> but i look forward to uh, nick kivy with this little shaker <laughs> you know a little bit of that <laughs> some air jerk off motions at people i mean you know i'll be happy if i go until we leave but you know I'm, i shouldn't be so down in the dumps it's just all this messy talk has really burned me out but like i said one good win so yeah i should be there and i'm you know what i'm looking forward to it i'll just change my whole perspective hey. right now hey. <laughs> i'm dream boarding it right now um uh, yeah, Grayson, I, I know I'm assuming you were looking it up. I Rossi should be available for this one. I uh, did not remember this. It's been so long since MLS has mattered. Uh, Wilfred Nancy. MLS is back. MLS is back. <laughs> but no, Nancy is suspended for this game. They will not have their head coach, which I don't think matters as much in soccer. But I like to think that that's at least a, a tiny bit of a point in our favor. I mean, he gets to talk to them before the before the game. <laughs> like, it's a, <laughs> to pick a lineup and talk, to his, co- talk to his assistants who've been working yeah. with him. Who's who's going to be patrolling the sidelines? Is it going to be Yohan Demay? God, I hope so. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, is, oh no! Uh, the Demay way returns. I assume. I guess. I guess. I assume he's not like high enough in the. Um, Johan Demay is inevitable. I, I assume he's not high enough on the, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, on the, like, I don't know, would you say coaching hierarchy? Um, he's, he's not the Columbus two coach, right? Right. No, he's on okay. the, he's, he's on the, he's an assistant for okay. the first team. Um, but yeah, you said Diego Rossi is going to be available. He's been, he was extremely good yeah um in mls i mean he was he had like 16 goals and nine assists one season as a winger for 
LAFC. But, but remember, so was Lucio Acosta. And it took him a second or two to get reacclimated to MLS. Right. And um I would I would add to that that he has not been all that good in um in Turkey. Yeah. He was only like a halftime starter for his for his team over there and got like, you know, four goals last season and they sold him at a small loss to uh to Columbus. So like I don't know, like Bupenza and Obi were both way better in Turkey than than Rossi was, but Rossi was better in MLS than Bupenza has been in one game. Right. <laughs> but, well, but, but he was better in MLS than like a whole lot of players. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um if you're gambling on this match, might might I suggest whatever the over is, uh, because Columbus is ranked first in goals scored per match. FCC is ranked fifth in goals scored per match, and neither team has kept a clean sheet in seven games. So just keep uh, an also, eye out on the that. FC will be missing Matt Niazga on card suspension as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're uh, some mascara. Maybe you're some mascara. He's been inside the last couple of days. Yeah, not great on that front. The back um, line is going to be rough. They've also added um, a couple of center backs since we yeah. last saw them. That's Yevgen, illegal. How do they do Yevgen that? Yevgen uh from NK Oziek, which is mm-hmm. what, like Ukrainian? It plays, I don't know, super sport. Or is it Georgian? HNL, it's Croatian. Like, like the killers, big fans of yep. the Georgians? Uh, had, they added We're Rudy Camacho, okay. another center back from Montreal. They added Julian Gressel from Vancouver. Forgot yeah, the Julian um, Gressel one's a tough one. Yeah, and, you know, he's going to probably do a lot to replace some of the service and creativity all, that, that they lost with Zellerayan shipping out. This is all, like, a long way of saying... Aaron Bapenza needs to be really good. Like all these other teams around us seem like they got better. Like Nashville seems like they got better. Columbus seems like they got better. Our big signing was Bapenza. Dude better come shot out of a cannon following the league's cup break. They need him to immediately start scoring goals. None of this happy horse shit about facilitating offense and doing good movement. Dude needs to put the ball in the back of the fucking net a lot in the last, like, half of the season. Yeah, or assist a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll take assists. If, if, uh, he's, if he's not scoring, but we're scoring three, four goals every game, I'll, I'll allow it. Begrudgingly, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> score goals! You're being paid to score fucking goals. You're a striker. Score goals. I'm excited to have this uh, have it's the like, next version of this argument for the next six months. <laughs> like I feel like Marty Brennan yelling about Adam Dunn. You're not paid to walk, young man. It's like yeah, he's getting on base though. Uh, I don't know. Anybody taking the uh, rest versus rust argument? Are we happy that the team has had two weeks off to integrate Bupenza to? I would have said heal up up until Mascara got hurt, but 
I find most of the argument about this insufferable. Like, this team needed the rest. They needed a couple of days off. They didn't need two weeks off. These are professional athletes. Like, chill it with the, this is good for the team. Like, a week, yeah, two weeks is all aggressive. So, I, also, I feel a lot worse if Columbus hadn't had the same amount of time off. So, I don't think it's going to factor one way or the other. But the idea that this team is going to benefit from two whole weeks off that's too much time to be off in the middle of a, of a of sports season. I also think that, yeah, the rest maybe would, would benefit for the Columbus game, but I'm not, I'm not a sports scientist, but I just feel like playing at Columbus on the road, missing a number of players and still trying to like gut out a result. Any benefits they've gotten from the last two weeks of rest <laughs> are going to be totally used up in the Columbus game and no longer matter for Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, unless they rotate heavily and sub early on these things, which you don't want to be rooting for unless we somehow have a three, four goal lead at halftime. How mad, would you be, how mad would you be that if you've driven up to Columbus and you've got your match ticket and you've been pregaming all day and all of a sudden you look at the lineup and it's like, uh, it's Jimenez and Dotto and Angulo <laughs> and Pinto and who the, like uh, Archimedes Ordonez. And it's a total B team because they're punting and waiting for Messi the next on Wednesday. Bring it on. I still want the dub. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't slowed Miami down at all playing constantly. <laughs> Seems that like they're on true. a little bit of a roll. Yeah. yeah. I, nope, I don't I'm know. not talking about Miami, though, sir. No, how dare you? We're very strict about our segments here, sir. <laughs> it's a it's a tough way to come out of the break. It is. Yeah. Immediately on the road at Columbus and then playing Messi in a in a semifinal three days later. If if they <laughs> Look, lose both if they lose both these games on a scale of one to ten, with ten being panic, buy canned goods and stock up in the basement, and one being it's all good, where are we gonna be at? You got to yeah. be it. You got to prepare yourself. You got to be nowhere above a, a three. <laughs> you got to be nowhere above a three. Like my resting state is like seven, though. So I don't know that really matters. <laughs> yeah. Jonah, are you panicking uh, if we lose both of these? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe and then I'll get over it if, you know, the points. We'll, we'll look at the points and we'll do some math and be like, well, actually, but yeah. And then I'll, I'll read Pat's tweet where we'll be like, guys, actually. And then I'll be like, I don't want to fucking hear this right now, Pat. <laughs> um, so just give each other some grace because, you know, be prepared for the, the boiling hot chief takes. Don't <laughs> act surprised. You know they're coming. And um, don't try to talk them off the ledge. Just let them linger a little bit. It's all just for show. But we'll... He's got a house it's on all... the ledge. He's used to it. <laughs> it's all part of the process. <laughs> you merely embraced the ledge. I was born on the ledge. <laughs> we are. We're just waiting. We're just biding our time until Messi retires. It's not a big deal, guys. We're just waiting a couple seasons. This is our supporter shield test run. Wasn't meant uh, to be. No, I'm just I think I think I, I, I can see a path here to just the absolute doom on this podcast where we still win the supporter shield, which is lose to Columbus, lose to Miami, uh, draw to New York City, 
at home lose to Atlanta away. <laughs> at that point, the last win we'll have had was against Chivas. <laughs> but we what a game. That would <laughs> <laughs> be July that we 28th. For, that we weren't technically there for. So the last win that actual <laughs> spectators saw would have been... No, because we drew Sporting KC. So that wasn't yeah. a win either. So the last win would have been what? Nashville? Would have been Nashville at home, yeah. <laughs> it's a good game. I think. Yeah, I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> that would be the entire month of August without a win, and we could still very easily end up with the supporter shield. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's going to be my tweet, I think, at some point, where it's going to be, Pat, uh, Pat Noonan has gone a full calendar month without a win. <laughs> Time to reconsider the... Uh, <laughs> that new contract swap him for Vlatko I don't know how do you say his name oh, no. <laughs> the US oh, God, women's no. <laughs> disavow disavow he we don't resigned. like subs either what yeah, a weird okay. you don't resign you take that firing on the chest <laughs> that's how bad his contract was he's like it's not even worth it to right right don't you want to get fired. paid out for the however many months are remaining on that thing uh man I was going to ask the question and then I answered Please. it in my head is would you rather lose in a heartbreaking fashion like in the 90th minute to Columbus or just have it be a quick decapitation like a three nil loss but I was like no I need to see us look competent before we yes. play Miami so I, I answered my own question <laughs> I would if I had to choose between the two give me the heartbreak then I can talk mm. myself back into this team because anything well, could happen at the end of the game if it's a freak accident <laughs> Where we can't really say like they played poorly, but they maybe they the rest jobbed us. We love that. So. Yes, Ted we, Uncle. We go down us. early. Now we can start subbing guys out to rest against Miami. I, I don't <laughs> hate that, <laughs> but I also don't think it matters. Like I don't. No. Think, there's nothing you can like. Philly proved this. There's nothing you can do if Miami's playing their game. There's nothing you can do. And your goalie forgot to come to the stadium. Yeah, that that certainly hurts. The monsters stealing all of his talent. <laughs> he picked his worst game to have his worst game ever. Yeah, there was a, a the soccer subreddit. A lot of folks like, "Wow, where does Philly get this keeper?" And people are like, "That's the Jamaican national team captain, like two-time MLS goalkeeper." Of the year. He's not like a nobody, guys. I don't know what to tell you. It's what's sad when people just dip into. I don't really care. Dip into MLS right. for a second. And they like, what the fuck is it? Like, no, you don't understand, man. He's actually <laughs> He's really, really good. good. These guys are good <laughs> players. Like, no, they're not, bro. You, you just got to take it. The only team you I follow is PSG. It. It's like, yeah. it's the, these players are not good. You got to take it on the chin. <laughs> oh, God. So we predicting this game? <sighs> I don't want sure. to. <laughs> we have to. It's back to the regular season. Nope, you can't make me. I'll just shut this recording down right now. <laughs> then just um, say a one-one draw and just <laughs> see your way out. <laughs> I just hope both teams play hard. <laughs> Let's root for no injuries. That's all I got. I don't know. I'll say FCC wins three to one, and we remind everybody that this is a dominant team in this league. They season. only lost on a center back penalty kick to Nashville. Otherwise, they, they would have still been alive in the League's Cup. This team has no weaknesses. Vamos. Vamos. 
<laughs> we have well, we have been on the same side of the bracket. Uh, yeah, we yeah, the, we would the have been in stay the same spot basically. Yeah, yeah, that would be so fucking hilarious yeah, if we were playing play Miami, Miami and then play and then play him again three days later. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine losing to Miami twice in like a week? I would I would not enjoy it. <laughs> What do you? What would you want to win more? I was just thinking, you lose, you lose the League's Cup final, win the Open Cup semifinal, lose in the Open Cup That's final. True. Yeah, to like RSL, I'm like oh, that was a ride. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I wouldn't even care. At that point. It would be fun to. I, I guess I would say I'd rather lose to them in League's Cup final because you still qualify for Champions League. I don't care That's about true. that. And then beating them in the you Open will, Cup semifinal. You will when we have it, though. I promise you, you felt this way about the League's Cup. Just imagine League's Cup, but it actually matters to more people. It doesn't matter. It, it does. It doesn't matter till we do it. I'm going to stay Alan, with that take. I don't give a fuck. Alan Cruz revenge game against Saprisa. I think it's <gasps> the possibility. The Kendall Waston, the right guy. Yeah, Kendall Waston and uh, Alan Cruz. <laughs> I'm going to say nil-nil draw, because it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, that'd be brutal. So glad you got a ticket to that one. I, I'd pay 20 bucks for that right now if you offered it to me. <laughs> <laughs> just like, we could just watch the game, easy breezy, and be like, just we'll just see how we're coming out. fans will probably boo. Like, they'll yeah. be mad that they didn't score. I'm okay with that. I, yeah, I'd take that for sure. I'll... I'll, I'll I'll say 2-1 FCC just to put it out in the atmosphere. I'm going to go 4-2 crew. <laughs> you son of how, a bitch. How, how dare you, sir? But, um, I hate how real our, that feels. Let's say we do, let's say we do winner tie. Who on our team do you trust to successfully cat, catch a can of actual beer and that's thrown by a fan and, and, and drink it? Um, Nick Haglin. I don't know. Haglin's always my vote for this. <laughs> Probably plays a lot of backyard football. I would say Ray Gattis, but I'm betting he doesn't drink. No, 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 no. He catches it and dumps it. Yeah. Yes. Miazga would like it the most. Yeah. But he's a little doofy sometimes with his, with his like stunts and trash talking. So I don't, I'm not entirely confident he would pull it off and look cool. I'm going to say Aaron Bupenza. And what he does is he catches one and then immediately calls for a second one and then does the stone cold and just pours him directly into his on top of his head. <laughs> and does a backflip. And does a backflip. Classic Muslim behavior. <laughs> 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 Who's not drinking it? <laughs> just dumping it on his head. That's one way to get around it. It's like you're just butt chugging stuff like this is okay. <laughs> yeah, it works for, it works for uh to, for certain christians <laughs> i'm just I'm just I'm just soaking if uh <laughs> is it too much soaking. of a cop out to say roman would do that i feel like he'd be down to it but like indiana the goalkeeper, frat boy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think the, the goalkeeper catching something's cheating so miasco would just like let it hit him like headbutt it you know like the guy the, the crazy football player who like headbutts his teammate but he's not wearing a helmet he's just so or, fired up he just like let the beer hit him it's like but the scene in happy gilmore where he goes into the batting cage and just stands there taking baseballs <laughs> to the face trying to toughen up for hockey season Roman with beer cans like come uh, at me bro <laughs> i uh don't expect 
anybody to have one of these top of mind, but does anybody have a prediction on which Goosebumps cover the Nordeca will <laughs> spoof for their TIFO? Because I was thinking of a good one. <laughs> if they did this, you do the Night of the Living Dummy, but it's, uh, you know, it's like Cucho dummying a, a pass or something. I thought you were just going to be like Lucho or one of our players. Like, <laughs> we're just calling him a dummy. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, too. A lower brow, but, you know, that's where my mind goes. I think they were going to do just looking at, uh, I just searched Goosebumps cover on Google, and one of the first ones that popped up was, I live in your basement. Yeah. Or stay out of the basement. I live in in your, we live in your head, like rent free. That seems like a kind of joke they would go for, when really it's just funny because they all live in their mom's basement in Columbus, so. Yeah. Sometimes they do horror film, horror themed, that aren't necessarily Goosebumps themed. Mm, mm -hmm. And so I think if they went horror themed, they should do something after the big, modeled off of the big twist in Sleepaway Camp. Ooh. <laughs> I don't. Don't make me Google. Don't, don't. It's a good <laughs> twist. I don't know how you do it on a TIFO. <laughs> uh, yeah. We watched it every summer when I worked at a summer camp, and it was always good. Always good to get the new, the new folks in on it. <laughs> Atlanta had one where they tried to like turn the page of a book oh, didn't yeah. go too well you know and someone else had one where like they pulled off part or was that one of our ideas that we never did you could pull uh, off to like reveal another part it's hard enough just to put a fucking sheet up there <laughs> the greatest one of like a moving TIFO was still Portland having the, Dorothy set fire to the Emerald City I don't know didn't they do a Ouija board too where it like spelled out PDX I think on the Oh, yeah. yeah Portland is like the only ones that have ever pulled off a moving TIFO that made sense. Seattle tried a book as well that I don't think worked. They've had some good ones, but Portland's the cream of the crop here. What do you see the TIFO we're unveiling for the Open Cup, where it's just an honoring Leo Messi as the greatest soccer player of all time? <laughs> Big a jinx. Or like the man can't lose or something with like Messi and just like... It's a great like still, until until they win, and they're just yeah. they're like the biggest self own of all time. <laughs> I still like Haglund where holding the like World Cup and the Ballon d'Or. I, I, just because I'd want a picture of Haglund looking at it, but like what? <laughs> why did you? Why did you guys do this? To no, me? it would be Lucho, but like just like the greatest. <laughs> I feel like if there was one like desecrating Messi, Lucho would be like, "I am not okay with this." Yeah. He really loves Messi. <laughs> I only have joked about him like shining his shoes during the game. And I didn't mean that like figuratively. <laughs> it's like, oh, Leo. <laughs> Argentinians, they really like this messy guy. I don't know if you guys do that or not, but <laughs> hopefully they don't get in the way. Yeah, Pablo Maurer had a, I thought, an amusing article about how players trade jerseys, trade kits after a game. And Messi said he specifically seeks out other Argentines on the other team. That's mainly who he goes for. So do not be surprised to see Lucho trade shirts with. with I think it's like Lucho and Barry all fist fighting in the middle of the field. (laughs) That could very well happen. (laughs) Just like absolute violence. Thanks. I hate it. After a 6-1 beat. (laughs) Just like Ray Gaddis ends up with it. It's like the Lord allows me to sell things on eBay. (laughs) The button I'm pushing is buy it now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you rank it as one of the darkest FC moments or highest ones if uh, Messi gets hit with a half full DOS boot? <laughs> it's, a, it's a high point, yeah. yeah. I don't, People I don't try want to bring it down. To do it. No. 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 Be a shame. But, but it's, like, it's like Trump getting the nominee again. Yeah, I don't want it to happen, but it's undeniably funny. <laughs> Except. This other guy's going to win. <laughs> Breaking news, a 92-count indictment has been filed against Leo Messi in Hamilton County. <laughs> well, they're already suing Ashraf Hakimi here. Just throw it to the... Throw it to the... Throw him more in. Ken Parker, where are you on this? <laughs> they try to get him for taxes, right? Every like big player over in Spain yeah. at some point is like under threat of some kind of tax prosecution. Yeah, can uh, this kind of BS? County- Extradited? Yeah. <laughs> like, we just send him. <laughs> Spain's looking for him. Well, we can help him out. <laughs> Don like, Garber literally like sobs said, on just, television. Just hold him. It's like, oh, sorry, you looked like somebody else that was wanted for murder. <laughs> our, our bad. <laughs> a, a five foot two Argentinian man just mugged me somewhere around CBG. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. The guy that did this crime was wearing a Leo Messi jersey. It had to be you. Oh, we thought it we was thought you were. We thought you were a twelve year old out after curfew. <laughs> he's up in the, he was in the mall unaccompanied he's up, at, he's up at 2020 in detention in, in juvie it's like i am an international football star shut up nerd <laughs> another hilarious messy photo moment just like Publix. now he's in county jail he's in the Does county he just like us yeah. he doesn't speak english he could be in there for a while before they sort that out yeah you know you need at least 48 hours to find an interpreter i mean shit we can keep we can we can keep them there on procedure. I think I, I'm pretty sure from from uh, from cop shows you can mm-hmm. hold anybody for 24 hours for without any reason before you have to let them go. I'm pretty sure I saw that on various cop TV shows. Yeah, that is that. According yeah, to my my right. bachelor from Law and Order, that is true. Also, if you don't charge them with the crime within the twenty four hours, you're out of luck. You can't also, charge the, him anymore. The cop definitely has to tell you he's a cop if you ask. <laughs> yes, that's, that's important. <laughs> you're not a cop, right? You have to tell me. As we drag Messi away, <laughs> if you <laughs> and if you answer the question the same way three times, it means you're telling the truth, and they couldn't break you. Yeah. Yeah. C, C, C. Oh, God. We're going to win, baby. You're telling the truth. We're the toughest son of a bitch I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting too old for this shit. You pull the guy out because he slams his hands down on the desk. Wait, man, you're you're way out of control. (laughs) Come on, man. Get it together. You're better than this. Uh, Come on, let me try. Two weeks to retire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, this will either be the start. We've joked about this multiple times on this podcast that the last two weeks is the best two weeks of FC Cincinnati's fans' lives. This kicks off what will either be undoubtedly the best two weeks of FC Cincinnati fans' lives or potentially the worst. This could get really ugly through three games. I'm looking at New York City now already, and I'm lumping it in with this. Either way, you're going to want to tune in on Monday. <laughs> yeah. We've got some fun stuff planned over the weekend. Hopefully hopefully that pans out, but 
if I am looking at this correctly, um, God bless the ill-fated live show at Northern Row. This will be the first time we record a podcast all in the same room. So sparks will fly. But eye contact will make things real weird. Yeah. Is it a bad time to tell you guys I don't record with my pants on? <laughs> on I'll just be staring down at the ground, trying not to look at each other. And on that note, fuck Columbus. Fuck Columbus. Fuck Columbus. Grayson, you say it. Fuck Columbus. <laughs> hey, I think I'm okay. Fuck Columbus. There fuck we Columbus. Go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community there talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it or you just can't reach your stop button, Please like us, review us, subscribe to us wherever you are getting your podcasts. That is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps sped a podcast so much further. So please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this. Pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.